All right, guys, welcome to another episode of ARWP, the All Real Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Eric Novak, and today we have a special guest all the way from Australia. I present to you, Zach Hyde. Welcome, guys, to the ARWP Podcast, the All Real Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Eric Novak, and today we have a special guest, the natural, Zach Reynolds. How are you doing, guys? We're doing great. How are you? Oh, man. Early morning. Bit cold in Brisbane, but yeah, it's not too bad, man. Yeah, this is my first uh, Australian call. I like this. I, I You're the first yeah, Australian. Yeah. So if this becomes huge, oh, you'll be the first Australian we ever got. Man, people are going to be yeah, jealous. Yeah, take it off the bucket this <laughs> People are going to be jealous. All right. Let's go with the first question. What made you become a wrestler? What path did you take? What enlightened you to do this? And what was your first match like? Oh, man, it was real. There's a weird way of going about it. You know, a lot of people say, you know, they got into a school, they did this, they did that. Mine was weird. Um, we had, like, a local show. I don't know what you guys have in America, like a fair, almost, as to what you guys would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who was running AWA at the time, Jesse Daniels, he had his ring set up. They were doing a few shows. Um, and I was there just helping my school because my school was running like a little pet and farm, had some chickens, all that sort of stuff. I was just helping the school out. Um, it was, the ring was like from me, you know, it was pretty close. So I saw that ring and apparently I thought I was just looking at that ring for about, you know, a minute. I go back to where the school was like, where you've been? You've been gone for half an hour. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so I think that was my first, you know, a clued on to this is, you know, here, it didn't seem like as much as a possibility. You know, everyone was like, oh, I'll be a rugby NRL player. I'll be, you know, some sporting figure. You never thought you could be a wrestler. Um, so that was cool. And then he's like, you know, general promoter, oh, yeah, come to the next show. It's only up the road. So I'm like, yeah, all right. So I went to the show, messaged him a whole heap while I was at school and I should have been studying. Um, and then eventually started training with him. Then my first show was sort of a local show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a big eight-man tag, Luchadors versus non-Luchadors, and I was a dolphin at the time, so <laughs> I was Luchador. All right. I feel like everyone that wrestles young starts to become a Luchador. Like, that's to hide your age and all that. So it's, that's pretty cool. Um, how long have you been wrestling exactly? How many years has it been? It's five years this year. Five years. All right, so tell yeah. me what was the smallest crowd you've ever worked? What was, like, the smallest amount of people in a show because that, that that could be anything and tell me what the largest crowd was that you wrestled for oh, smallest was man I'd have to say there's 10 people or less funny part about that was that was a show where there was Christopher Daniels suicide there was a whole bunch of internationals there and only 10 people rocked up what and there was only 10 people because the promoter was charging $50 and it was yeah I yeah. so worked that show in a fatal four way and then Christopher Daniels suicide were there um Shima it was a whole bunch of different guys it was huge it was a huge tour um and yeah only like 10 people went and my biggest was was a wrestling go show the guys in Sydney um and I think they pulled like 450 so that's probably the biggest I've wrestled in front of them closest to that was probably like 430 in Brisbane, so. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Have you ever traveled anywhere out of Australia for a show? Sorry? Have you traveled out of Australia from a show? 
No for wrestling. Not for wrestling, no. Not for wrestling. All right, well, what? A, you know, I was looking to um, fly to flatbacks this year, but obviously coronavirus hit. That sort of ruined those plans. Everyone's so many plans. You have no idea. Almost everyone's plans got ruined. Um. All right. So, while you were wearing a mask at a young age, what made you not want to keep that up? Keep up the lucha culture? Oh, man. Like, I was enjoying it. It was just like a bit of a... Booking went weird because I was tagging with a guy called Combat Wombat. We were doing well. We had tag titles in our sights. We were doing really well. And then he wanted this switch. And because I was his trainee, he wanted me to help him with joining his group that he was doing. Because um, I said I was going to venture to a different um, promotion and do my unmasked character. And his brain went spinning. So it wasn't like I chose to take the mask off. It was just that just how it happened, really. Alright, it's an unfortunate, you know, circumstance, because who knows what yeah. path could have took you as a luchador. Because yeah. is, is there a lot of luchadors in Australia, like in wrestling? I'll say there's, nah, there's not a whole heap, eh? There's a little, there's a few, mm-hmm. but there's not a whole heap. Alright, so since you've been wrestling for five years, you definitely had to have a moment. So tell me one moment in wrestling where time stood still. One moment that you'll remember for the rest of your life because of the time and the day and, and what happened. It could be an outside interference. It could be in the ring. Oh, that's a good question. Um, and I would have to say it was that Fatal 4-Way and hearing Robbie Eagle's music play, my head just went. Like, I knew it was happening, but it's just that moment stood in time just hearing that music play and standing across from Robbie because as you've seen you've watched that match I do a lot of trade-offs with Robbie and just in that moment man I'm just I'm not gassed I'm nothing I'm just loving it loving every second of it I'm gonna put up because he's something that I put on a real big pedestal because he's just man he's one of the best and whether it's four-way whatever man every guy in that match was amazing but to be in that match with Robbie is a big deal for me (laughs) fuck the list (laughs) (laughs) All right, so tell me a couple inspirations in wrestling that made your character what you are now. Some inspirations could be outside the ring, independent scene, or even major, you know, the V or AEW, anything like that. Yeah. Oh, I take a lot from TJP. That's a big one. Um, TJP, Buddy Murphy's another one. Um I like that sort of style. He's got that hybrid style as well, and I try and wrestle that hybrid style as well. Um, so those two are probably two big ones. Um, and, you know, you take bits and pieces from everyone who you get trained by, you know, taking bits and pieces from Robbie, um, Caleb Conley, you know, Mr. Anderson, you take bits and pieces from everyone that you get trained by. You fight Caleb Conley? Yeah, so... You never sent me that match. That, hey? You never sent me that match. No, 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 it was just he trained me. Just, oh, okay, he, I was about to say. That 10-person show, he trained me, so... Oh. Mr. Anderson. Okay. Uh, okay. Of people train me. <laughs> I was about to say, why didn't you send me that match? I was, I would love Oh, man, that. I wish I had that match. I'd have a good match. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so, you know, throughout five years, you definitely had a lot of experience. You definitely have a good idea of where wrestling is at the moment. What are a couple future goals you have in mind? If it's getting a tag team titles or singles titles, or if it's even signing with a company that you believe that you can shine bright in, what would it be? 
I mean, I think everyone's goals they want to head to America and do something there. Um, it's obviously the main goal. That's why I was so committed to going to flat back. Especially in Orlando, you know, you can go and you know make a few connections while you're there. Like obviously, I know a lot of the guys that over like um, I was about to say shoot name. Bronson Reed, you got Indy, you got all these guys that you know I've met each times that you know, all friendly with, and you know there's a big crew of just Australians that are in there at the moment. So it's an easy, well, not an easy way in, but it's like it's a lot easier than what it used to be back when there was no Australians. You had like the iconics and Buddy who really you know step up the game for us Australians, and then everyone else is followed in their footsteps, and it's pretty cool. So, goals, obviously America, do something there with AEW, WWE, I don't really care, man, just to be able to say that I've gone there, wrestled there, that's a big deal for me. Do you believe Australian wrestling is getting overlooked? Because I feel like there's not enough Australian um, symbols or idols out here in America. Like, other than the Iconics or Buddy Murphy, it's like, you have very little, you know, pride in there, you know? I feel like it's overlooked, in my opinion, Australian wrestling. Is it overlooked, in your opinion? Oh, mate, massively, honestly. Um, there, there's guys who should be in WWE, like, who should be in New Japan, who should be in all these things, but we weren't getting noticed. And then one day Mick Moretti made a, um, you're going to notice us. That's when Will Ospreay came over and wrestled Robbie Eagles. Then it all started snowballing from there. Um, Queensland wrestling is obviously a lot more hidden, per se, like, you know, you see the guys from Perth, you know, like in Marky Nichols, you see uh, Adelaide. Queensland's really not as noticed as what should be because we've got a lot of great talent up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Sydney's getting a lot of the focus. And it'd be awesome to see Queensland getting some of the focus because there's guys up here, man, who they can go up the best of the best and they get the chance. All right. Well, let's hope that and then after this quarantine, we'll get back to you know, where they were, and, and maybe even more for them to be noticed. I noticed, I noticed all types of wrestling as I'm an independent fan, but I do agree with you that, you know, it's heavily overlooked by companies. Um, speaking of companies, what's the company that you would like to go to first, if that is available? I don't want, I'm taking out, there would be an AEW. Those are the two that I'm taking out for you, currently, because those are, like, the major platforms. It's about, like, training or trial, Will be the New Japan Dojo, will be an impact taping, ROH, MLW, NWA. What would you, what do you watch? What do you want? What's the, you know, vision for you? Like, what's the vision board telling you? If I'm coming from that way, man, I'm going to go to MLW or ROH. There's a lot of guys who should have been debuting ROH, but thanks to the coronavirus, that didn't really happen because you would have had Brooksy, you already had Slex debut and Kellyanne, so they're all from Melbourne. Um, so that's obviously pretty big. And then I know Brooksy's been at MLW. Um, man, those are the two for me. Like, if I'm going to go from there and move up, those are the two because those promotions look freaking sick. <laughs> Who are a couple guys on the face in both companies? Sorry? Who are a couple of guys or gals you want to face in both companies? Oh, man, I see Marty Scale. That's a big one. Um yeah, look at guys like him, man. It's, it's huge. And obviously, TJP was wrestling MLW. Not 100% sure if he still is, but man, yeah, just this, meeting this TJP not, was a big thing. It's not an uh, official contract yet. Uh, so, man, is this any guy who I'm able to get in the ring with? That's something that, you know, that's a checklist for me, man. All right. All right. Tell me one match 
and not counting the Robbie Eagles one, just tell me one match that you believe everyone should go watch you in as a starter. Like people who don't know you, people who don't have never seen you wrestle, what is one match they want to give them? And the reason why I don't want to count the Robbie Eagles one is because I feel like the 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 it, I feel like it's very hard to see you know you shine. I was focusing on you. I feel like a fatal four-way is just so difficult for someone to look at and not go, oh, look at Robbie Eagles, so look at this. I want I want them to notice you. So give me like a singles one-on-one or a tag team match you were a part of that people can really focus on what you could do. Man, I would say that uh, match that I sent you is me versus B-Boy. Um, me and B wrestled a few times when I was under the hood. Um, that was, I think, I'm pretty sure that was our first time since me taking off the mask. Um, him and I were fairly close, so I think that one really stood out. I got a lot of the stuff in. There was good psychology between us both. Um, and, yeah, we did some crazy Canadian on the outside. Um, and, yeah, no, that's a that's probably the match. Was like, you want to see what I can really do? Me versus B-Boy. All right, all right. I'll put that in the in the link. Like, when the video goes up, they'll be in the link, so everyone can check it out. Um... Let's talk about merchandise. I feel like right now, and I hate doing this because during the quarantine, it's like we're really stuck and it's not a good idea. But I do feel like uh, one reason why I love independence scene is because they are free to do whatever they want. You know, merchandise especially. You can have figures, plushes, this, that. And that's what makes you a lovable independent wrestler. People can buy your merch. That's support too, but it also gives people a different side of wrestling. So when it comes to merch, what do we have coming from you? Do you have any ideas? Oh, man, eventually I'll get some um, shirts going. My uh, partner does a lot of my designs and stuff, so um, I'll probably be getting some shirts coming pretty soon. And then I've thought about – I wear, like, these arm sleeves. So I've thought about maybe getting some rough versions of those done up and selling some of those eventually. All right, all right. Let's talk more about gear. I love gear, and your gear is really cool. I love the whole purple and green or green and black. I, I, I love, you know, you mixing the colors. Tell me the idea of gear, like who designed your gear, or if it was you, or it was, you know, Ilucha, or whatever. Tell me, like, what built the inspiration for your gear. Oh, man, I've always been a blue and green guy. Uh, so the light green, dark blue, uh, I mean, my keyboard and mouse are those colors right now. Um, I've always been that, and then obviously I was coming in as a heel, so I wanted to take a little bit dark, so it came with a black background. Um, the design actually came from looking at um, the old um, Mustafa Ali's gear. If you ever look at his and look at mine, for, like, he had the ads and stuff, but I put the ZR there instead. Yeah. Um, same to, on the sides and stuff. Um, that's sort of where it came from. And then I went to a lady who's on the Gold Coast called um, Clamity Jane. She, she made my gear for me. Awesome. It's cool that you had, a, I want to say, a base for your idea. You know, Mustafa Ali's old gear. It's some of the old gear, not the new one that he wears. The one where he had the, nah, old, the old one. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. abs one, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So it's really cool that you had a base. Like, like when you when you become, you know, huge, you'll be like, yeah, you know, my original gear was uh, taken off from Mustafa Ali's uh, perspective. You know, it's really cool that you have a story to be like, yeah, I copied off, you know, one of the cool WWE superstar. you know? It's really cool. Well, the sleeves are based off TJP, so <laughs> the whole yeah. stuff that was off him. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Like I said, it's awesome that you keep taking pieces and making it into your character. That's what makes a lovable wrestler. So tell me um, your str- uh, strongest uh, strength and your you know biggest weakness in the independent scene of wrestling. 
I'd say my style. I have a very different style to a lot of people. Um, I'll look at, say, you know, Buddy Murphy's Murphy's Law. How can I change that? How can I make that my own? And now instead of twisting them, I pop them up into a brain buster and pull Mm. them down. I'm constantly trying to learn, constantly trying to adapt. I feel like that's probably my strongest thing. I'm constantly trying to adapt to what's around me. Um, And weakness. I'd say notice, man. And plus, I am young in the game. Like, I'm 21. I've been doing it five years. Um, I always look at, you know, the old guys, like, oh, why can't I be there yet? So it's simple. I'm still bloody young in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm only 21. Um, so I think that's, I'm a little bit impatient. It's probably going to be my yeah, that's one thing. Perfectly going yeah. All right, no, it's perfectly going. All right. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours, and I watched all of your matches. I did a lot of research on you. You're definitely super talented. I definitely see big big plans for you and i really and it's all about you know connections but it's also like you gotta get your name out there you gotta do as much you gotta tag you gotta do as much and you got the voice you got the personality you definitely can so i'm gonna go with our last question here this will be the final one but it's gonna be a big one so you gotta really think about this one right it's when you do move on to become a WWE superstar an AEW superstar mlw roh are you gonna do it as a tag team partner or as a face or heel you know will it be a singles competitor or a tag team partner? Will it be a face or a heel? What is your plan? What is your vision of keeping your character? Because personally... Yeah, I would say singles heel because that's probably what I'm used to. That's how I was trained. Um, obviously, I do have that tag team specialist behind me. I've done a lot of tags and I've definitely worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, now I'm tagging with Blair Seeker and we're doing fight or die. Um, and I had one match and obviously coronavirus took it I, I hope he's watching this. And he's like, and he's like, what a bastard, and trying to do singles action. <laughs> oh man, honestly, it just. And then he went, and, he went and had a kid on me, so we couldn't even go train. <laughs> I was like, oh, how could he? <laughs> but nah, he's a good dude, man. Um, but yeah, man, like, I'll do whatever the promotion does he wanted me to do. But ideally, man, I'd be a single heel. I like that. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, personal, my opinion. The heels are the ones, the heels are definitely the ones that get the most shine. You know, when you're a face and you're so much of a face, like for example, Roman Reigns, when you're so much of a face, people will boo you because they're just sick of seeing you. Every good role has to be a heel and a face. It has to. If you're good at both, you'll make it. For example, Seth Rollins, for example, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, you know, all that. And then you got someone like, you know, Braun Strowman. Who didn't really have a face or heel? Like he was a heel, but he was a henchman for the Wyatts. Now he's doing like this face thing. People can't get with him, you know. It's very hard when you're a face and you stay a face. People are just gonna get sick of you. So it's great that you have the vision, want to be a heel. I think heels are the ones that will get to be remembered and be beloved for many reasons. Like Baron Corbin, to this day, people are still booing him, and the more they boo him, the more they're doing the right thing that he wants. Is that the attention yeah. that I'm booing him? So, yeah, man. No, I, I see great things. Again, I, you have great ideas, great plots. Where can people find you on social media? Where are you at? How do people can contact you? Yeah, man. So, just uh, on Facebook, you just look up Zach Reynolds, Pro Wrestler. That'll be up there. Um, Twitter and Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's both to Zach underscore Reynolds PW. What a couple companies people can look up. Like, type in, like, on YouTube, this, 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 and they'll find your matches. Yeah, man, so if you want to go look for some of my matches, they generally only really post full shows. 
Um, so you'd be looking at, um, so they just recently changed their name to stuff me. Australian Wrestling League. That's the that's my main one. Where you got Venom Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with the future. Um, I was hearing that they were closing their doors, but I'm not sure what they're doing. Um, then you got obviously Wrestling Go, who's been you know real kind to me in Sydney. Um, they always have the biggest guys come over. They're always trying to improve. Like they've had Dalton Castle there. I'm pretty sure that shows up as well. So yeah, they're pretty good there. I do have one more question because I forgot to ask. How is there now during the quarantine? How is it with independent promotions? Are they closing up? Are they staying? Like, what's the situation right now with a lot of independent promotions by your area? Well, so I've been talking to most of the promoters to, in terms of um, the companies that I regularly work at. They're all just banging to open, man. They just all want to open. They want to get their shows running. Um, They're not shut down? None of them are closing? Sorry? None of them are, like, shutting down or none of them are closing? I think one was shutting down, but I think that was for different reasons. Oh, um, okay. But they might be coming back. They might not be. I've just heard that, you know, due to the quarantine, so many places are closing and shutting down, like, schools and shows, like Santino Bros. If you know what Santino Bros are, they're huge, and, and they, they closed up their entire thing due to the quarantine. A lot of businesses are losing their jobs, that's why. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, this whole thing is going on. They're slowly starting to ease restrictions here. So, like, I can go back to training now. I can do all that sort of stuff. Um, very loose-handed still. Still don't do anything wrong where you get fined. Um, but, I mean, they're very slowly easing. Like, I can go to a Gold Coast for a holiday if I wanted to right now and we'll be fine. So, see how we go. Things are starting to open up again. I'm hoping we can maybe get shows going by September, but that's me being... That's me crossing fingers and hoping for the best. <laughs> All right. Nuts. <laughs> All right. I don't want to leave this on a grim thing. So, how about you give uh, f- uh, the fans listening, people listening, uh, a word of advice? You know, something that they can listen to and understand. Do you have anything you want to say? Like any quote that ever, uh, someone ever told you, and to this day it still impacts you? Oh man, it's something that um I sort of brought into my own for my character. But um, it's be who you are, not who they want you to be. And then obviously with my thing, it's be natural. So be who you are, man. Be who, you know, don't worry about bullies. Don't worry about all these other things. Just be who you are, not who everyone else wants you to be. All right, and that's a bit of natural. All right, all right. Exactly. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Please like, comment, subscribe. Please find him, Zach, on all his devices, on all his accounts. And we'll see you guys next time. See you guys. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to that. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to change the script a little bit. Every time we end the video, I go, wow, what an amazing talent. What an awesome story. But this time, I want to get specific. I want to get specific with the independent scene. People like Zach Hyde. People like wrestlers in the UK. Like wrestlers in America. Everyone could be a spotlight star. But you are the ones to find it. The future of wrestling are, oh... They came from here to here to there, and now they're there because of you. The independent scene is so powerful, like bar wrestling, like many other little promotions that aren't WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, New Japan, and you keep going, keep going. All those stars are coming out in the independent scene. Zack Hyde will be a star, I promise you that, I know that, but... I just want everyone to know that the dependency is where it is at. And that is what everyone needs to understand. 
all the support that I get, all the people that comment, all the people that like my stuff, they always go, oh, are you going to get James Storm? Are you going to get this guy? Are you going to get, you know, this guy and then this guy? And I will. Trust me. I have big plans with amazing stars, especially one coming up, I want to say, in a week during Fighter Fest. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something. I can't tell you. I want to. I just I, I want to announce it here, but nah. Uh, it'll be it'll happen. You know, on social media, I'll announce it. But something big is gonna happen on Fighter Fest, and it is huge. Like 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 for someone like me to get that was just luck on its own. But that is the mindset of this. That I keep grinding. I keep fighting for you guys, and all I need from you is that amount of support to like comment subscribe share with everyone you know and please keep liking my photos keep supporting me in every way possible because with you guys i am gonna get so many stars to speak out the right way thank you